How many have seen a lot of people around you in your life or people you know or neighbors or friends or family or people in this church get saved, get delivered, get jobs, God move, God do all kinds of things, and then you never see them again, and they just fade out to who knows where, and they're not serving God anymore. Amen? That's not what we want. We want people to stay saved. We want people to stay in the Lord. We want people to make it to heaven. We want people to, 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 to grow on to what we're doing here in the church, and, and uh, there's a way to do that. Well, listen to this beginning part. This is what we ended off this morning with. If you weren't here or if you were in nursery or whatever, uh, the, here's the key. A as believers... As people who are, who are walking a walk with God, we uh, can get tricked sometimes. How many of you can do something right and still be wrong? Or you can learn something and not know how to apply it correctly. And one of the things we're taught and we teach here is fellowship. And getting around other believers. And, and the strength of coming back on a Sunday night like you did tonight. And coming back on Wednesday night. And, and going to breakaway and going to, to a fire starter and, and coming to prayer meetings and going to outreach and, and getting together with our brothers and sisters in the church. All these things that strengthen our faith. Those are good things. And, but the problem is, that's the good part. The problem is, is if we build our relationship with God based off of the relationships around us, that's where we fail. They're to strengthen us, not to be our relationship. I've seen too many people over the years that their relationship was built upon what the Bible would call a, a not solid foundation. They would, they would be up when their friends or those around them were up, and they would be down when those around them were down. They would be strong when those around them were strong, and they would struggle when those around them were struggle. Have you noticed that, they're, that you are going to struggle? You are going to get down. You are going to have struggles and trials and problems. If you're basing your walk with God on the people around you, as strong as they may be, you're going to fail. Amen. Let me just start that off tonight, right now with this. Amen? Because I want to talk about some refreshing times tonight. It's going to end good. Amen? But I want you to get this. If you don't build your relationship with Christ on Him alone and look at the relationships and the fellowship and the strength around you as a bonus, you're not going to make it. I'm just telling you right now, you're not going to make it. I mentioned this at the end of the, of the service this morning, and I, here's the verse. So Isaiah, look at it later. Isaiah 45, 15. I said, did you know that God can play hide-and-go-seek with you sometimes? That sounds crazy. But Isaiah 45 says that even God hides himself from us. Why does he hide himself from us? Here's why. If I'm building my relationship with the Lord, not totally 100% on God, then many times God, on purpose, will pull away all the relationships around me, or he'll cause it to be a dry time, and he will on purpose make us seek him, him alone. And as we are stretching out and reaching, as we do, for other people to hold us up, other people, as we're reaching out to that strong brother, or that strong sister, or that strong parent, or that strong cousin, or that strong person in the Lord that I sit by that is a great friend and encourages me, and that's good. But when I'm in that point, when God has pulled them back from me on purpose, and then I'm stretching for them, and I'm reaching for them, and God's not wanting me to reach for them. God's wanting me to reach for Him. Amen. When you begin to do that, and you stretch, and you reach, and in a way, you're spiritually drowned. And then that's why so many people go out and don't come back, because God was waiting for them to, to reach up to Him. That's why it's called a vertical relationship. It's not a horizontal 
Like I said, horizontal is strength and it's a blessing and it's good. And you're, you're not wise to isolate yourself. You're not wise to be on your own. That's the other extreme. But those, those relationships, uh, your, your fellowship in church, your times you come to church are only padding and blessing on top of the relationship you have by yourself because God wants to teach you that when nobody else is around and nobody else can be reached and even before anybody else can be reached, he's always there. He never leaves. He never goes anywhere. And he just wants us to look up. When he hides himself from us, it's because we're looking around. Okay? He really has not gone anywhere, but he's re- removed the things around us to make us do one thing, and that's look up. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? So I want to look in Psalm 63 tonight. Quickly, verse 1, say amen if you're there. Amen. I want to talk about refreshing times. Verse 1, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So he's saying when there's scarcity, he wants us to look to him. When there's dryness, he wants us to look to him. Many times when we're in a dry area or a dry part of our life or a time where we don't feel God's presence like we want to, he wants us to stop looking around and look up. And when we look up, the Bible says here, he says, he will be found. Amen. It says, look at it again. Oh, God, you're my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. How many are thirsty and hungry for God tonight? Amen. In a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary. I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Verse two. Look at verse three. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Verse 4, thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I don't know if you just noticed, we just read that he said when I wake up and when I go to bed. When do you seek God? When I wake up and when I go to bed and all the hours in between. Amen. Amen? And when I remember you on my bed, verse 6, I meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. In the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. Father, for a couple minutes, Arrest our minds. Get our minds off tomorrow. Get our minds off tiredness. Get our minds off anything else, Father. And let us focus on your word for just a few minutes. Satan, you're defeated. You're under our feet. The blood of Jesus is against you. And Lord, I pray for an anointing. I pray for a loosing of your spirit in this place. I pray for a breakthrough. I pray for refreshing times for your people tonight, God. And I pray that we'd get a revelation that we need you and nothing else. That you alone, you alone, you alone are my source. As we sang this morning, God, you alone are what I need. We thank you for anointing this and, and, and doing your work through this this morning. Tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Zechariah, verse 10. I'm going to read it. It says, ask ask the Lord for rain. Ask the Lord for rain. So when you're dry, when you're you're, uh, not really feeling it, 
when you're not really uh, walking like you feel like you should in the presence of God, like you, you don't really feel the goosebumps, like I said this morning, you feel isolated, you feel down, you feel depressed, well, guess what? You can ask God to send the rain. Amen. He is up there wanting to pour his spirit out. Let me give you a word tonight. God wants to pour his spirit out right now. He wants to pour his spirit out tonight. He wants to pour his spirit out on just me, though. Just so you know, he's the only one he wants to pour out his spirit on. No. Amen. He wants to pour it out on all of us. He want, and he will tonight if you come willing to him and you come seeking him and you come like a child to a father or mother lifting up your arms and saying, Lord, pick me up. He says, look at this. He says, Zechariah 10, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain and the Lord will make flashing clouds and he will give them showers of rain and grass in the field for everyone. Grass in the field for everyone. How many like that word? Everyone. Ask. God, I want you to move today. Listen, you can have church all by yourself. You need to learn and understand that, that, that you do not need to have somebody else get it. It's awesome when we have a great praise and worship and we have a great prayer and we have a great time of clapping and shouting into God. It's awesome. But you can have church all by yourself. I don't mean by yourself at home. I mean right here in the sanctuary when everybody else is dead as a doorknob, you can have church. You can refill your spirit because you and you alone lift up your soul to God. You seek him. You say, Lord, here I am. I ask you for rain tonight. I ask you to rain on me. And you know what? If you could look at the church sometimes, it might be only raining on one person. But it's not because God doesn't want to rain on everybody. It's because that one person says, I'm not going to let anything keep me from getting blessed tonight. I'm not going to let any circumstance keep me from feeling the presence of God. I'm going to jump into the river and I'm going to get a touch from God. Can you say amen? That's what God's looking for is a hunger and a thirsting in our spirits. Let's look at Acts chapter 3 real quick. And I want to show you what the key is besides the fact of understanding that God sometimes will play hide and go seek from you because he wants you to seek him. Why, why would God play hide and go seek? Because he wants you to seek him. Okay. If he's always right there by your side, you don't need to look. If he's always there, you don't need to search. And God wants you to search sometimes. He wants you to, he wants to, he wants to come, he wants you to go after him desperately. Have you ever been really, really thirsty? You ever, I mean, been dying for a glass of water and, and, and you just can't wait to get it? God wants you to get like that sometimes in your spirit. If you had an IV in you for a spiritually, you'd never need to seek God. That means that little drip would be there all the time. Amen. The presence of God is there, but he wants to be sought. Amen. He wants to be sought. That's why he made us. Don't forget, that's why he made us to seek him tonight. Amen. Praise God. Acts chapter 3. Verse 19, repent, therefore, and be converted. There's always an asking of God to do one thing when we come into his presence, to ask him for forgiveness. For anything we're doing wrong, for anything that needs to change, for anything in my heart that's not lined up with him, he just wants us to come before him and repent. And when we repent, look what happens, and we become converted. He says, your sins will be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Am I speaking English tonight? Oh, I, didn't, I thought I was speaking another language because y'all ain't said nothing tonight. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate that. 
That was a good, good moment, I thought. Amen. Get excited. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Well, God, I guess I'm the only one that needs it tonight, so I'm ready for it. Amen. I guess I do. And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before. I wish some of y'all could get up here and preach to you guys sometimes. You see what it feels like. It's not easy. Amen. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. And that he may send Jesus. Jesus is the answer tonight. Does anybody still believe Jesus is the answer and his Holy Spirit is the answer for what we need tonight? Amen. No matter what we're going through. Isaiah 35, flip in your Bibles real quick to there, Isaiah 35. Give me an amen when you get there, so I'll know you're here. (coughs) Isaiah 35, verse 1. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice Even with joy and singing, the glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellence of our God. Sometimes our lives are a wasteland. Spiritual wasteland. We're dead, we're dying, we're down, we're we're distraught, we're fighting something, and we come to God and he, He just wants us to open up to Him so He can pour His presence and His Spirit down into us. Amen. Now right there when you're in Isaiah, go over to 43 real quick. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Say amen when you get there. Isaiah 43. Look what the Bible says. Verse 19. Behold, I do a new thing. When? A new thing when? Tonight. From when? From yesterday. From last week. From last month. From whenever you needed before. I want something new from God. God's wanting us to not go off of just when you think about this morning when I talked about the stone and the memorial, that's to remember the good things he's done, but that doesn't mean he can't do something new tonight. That doesn't mean he doesn't want to do something new tomorrow. Amen? If you you are married in here and you give your wife or husband the same card every year, it's going to get old. You still mean it and you still love them and it's still, it's still a gesture, but they're going to be like, hey, you, you've been giving this to me the last 10 years. Can you think of something else? Right? Well, God wants to give us something fresh. He doesn't want us to just live off that one time God really touched us. How many want to get touched so much by God and be so filled up by God and have so many experiences with God that you don't know how to choose which one was the best? Amen. If you've got to look back on 20 anniversaries, if my wife's got to look back on 20 anniversaries and she can think of one that was better than the others, I failed. But if she goes, man, there's so many good ones. He's taken care of me so many good times that I can't remember. That's what God wants with us. He wants us to be filled so much and so many times that we can't even remember which one was the best because they were all good. Amen. He, came, he, he blessed me so many times. He filled me so many times. He rained on me so many times. They say, man, we just live in the presence of God. He doesn't want us to have droughts. Amen. We can quickly get back into the rain. We can and go back to Zechariah 10 where it says, ask for the rain. Let's just not sit back and say, well, it's kind of dry around here. Well, it don't seem like anybody wants to pray. Well, things aren't going to. Well, let's ask for the rain. Amen. It can rain in December. Amen. Amen. Spiritually. Whenever there's an attack, whenever there's times of drought, we can ask for rain. 
Not like physical rain, but spiritual rain. Amen? And so it says in verse 19, I'll do a new thing. Now to spring forth, and you will not know of it, I'll make even a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. And because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, watch this, to give drink to my people, my chosen. He wants us to drink tonight from his presence. Amen. He wants us to drink. Now go to one more verse in the New Testament, John chapter 7. And I'm going to ask the musicians to come. You didn't even get a chance to get settled in your seat. John chapter 7. We're going to have some altar time. John 7. Do I have any believers in here tonight? In Jesus. Amen. Here's what, John, here's what Jesus said. He who believes in me, verse 38 of John 7, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He who believes in me, that means he who believes in me, Jesus says, can ask for rain. You can say, God, I need, I need a touch tonight. I, I need a touch from your spirit. I want to feel your presence. I want to I be uh, uh, jacked up again in the spirit. Amen. I want to I have a fresh anointing upon my life for this week. Amen. We, and he says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And how many believe tonight that those rivers are flowing? And sometimes we got to stir them up. They're, they're there. They're there to tap into tonight. But we've got to stir them up. It's like the man who was at the, by the pool and he was sick and all he had to do was get in the water. Remember, all he had to do was get in the water while it was moving. Well, there's times of refreshing for us tonight. There's times for refreshing of us all the time when we ask for it, when we seek it, and when we realize I'm not dependent upon the relationships around me tonight. Those are great but I'm dependent on the Holy Spirit. I need someone to get that tonight. And I need someone to understand that tonight. Because, hey, when you get into that dry, dark area of attack of the enemy and he tries to make you see with your physical eyes that there's nobody around, you'll know better. Because you've been in his presence. That's why God says in his word, don't walk by sight, walk by faith. When that, what that means is you've known the presence of God in the darkness. Amen? Let me give you an example of that as we, as we close and we get ready to pray. This church, when it is, uh, all the lights are off, it's real dark. Like pitch dark. And when I'm here during the day, I don't turn the lights on. I don't even turn them on in the bathroom. I know where everything is. I know where all the doors are. I know where all the halls are. I know where all the places are to walk, and I can walk around this place in the dark. Why? Because I've seen it in the light. I know the paths. I know the dangers. I know unless somebody puts something in a place where it wasn't supposed to be there, I'm good. And so we can know when it gets dark that we're okay because we've been with God in the light. Amen? Look at that right on time, see? Time's up. God wants us to be in a place in our walk with him that when it gets dark and when it gets ugly, we don't get scared. 
We've been here. I'm in the presence of God. Paul and Silas knew it. They were being whipped. They were in a dirty place, dark place. They just lifted their hands. We've been here before. We've been here before. They begin to praise him. What happens? They get, knocked, they get taken out like always. Prison doors open. They get out. Same with Peter. God wants you to have an experience with him so strong, with him, that when everybody else is gone and the lights are out and it's dark, you know who he is. And I promise you, I believe and I know many people that say they're Christians today don't have that relationship with God. And God wants that. He wants his church to know him. Amen. He wants his church to know his presence, to know his word, to know all about him tonight. Let's stand to our feet.